State Senator Doris Turner, our monthly check-in with the Senator, and it's always great to have you here. Welcome back to the program. Thank you very much. You know, next week is one of my most favorite events of the year is coming up. The Illinois State Fair Parade. Oh yeah, absolutely. I boy, it's, yeah. I, I had to stop and think about it for a second. It's like, yeah, good grief! State <laughs> State Fair time is upon us just that quickly. That's remarkable. I wish we could have this week's weather <laughs> next week for the fair. That'd be perfect. Um, I know, but you know, when the fair comes, it's always super hot. Then it rains. Then it's super hot. Then it rains. Yeah. Now I I have to ask, what's your go-to State Fair food? Oh, always Kofi Dog. And a uh, lemon shake-up. All right, that's that's uh, that's a a very standard but a very appropriate yeah. answer. We can we can get behind that uh, entirely. But have there, you had there? Have, you go. Have you had the cheese on a stick though? I just have to say, have you had that? No, um, I'm pretty. I'm a pretty bland kind of person. You know, the next thing on the list would be the uh, funnel cake, and I- after that. I, I head back to Bosa's and then back to the funnel cake. I would strongly encourage you to try a cheese. You don't have to get the spicy cheese. Just get the standard American cheese. I would strongly encourage you to try it. Anyway, we well, got a few. I, <laughs> I tell you, as soon as as soon as the state as soon as the state fair parade concludes, I'm headed to get cheese on a stick, and I will report back. We are like eagerly awaiting your review of that. All right, let, let's get to a few other things here this afternoon, Senator. And obviously, uh, the thing we, we've been talking about a lot the last couple of days on the show is the pandemic. The numbers are going the wrong direction right now. Uh, we're seeing cases spike here locally. We're seeing cases increase around the state, hospitalizations going up. Do we need to be moving back to some more mitigations? Do Does the governor need to step in again here to try to reverse this trend? You know, I'm I'm very concerned about the way that these numbers are going. I think that Governor Pritzker did a fantastic job of getting us to the point where we were moving out of, of uh, you know, crisis mode. Businesses were opening back up. We were able to get out and about and spend time with our families again. But unfortunately, we are going in the wrong direction. I, I am uh, part of several work groups that are working very diligently to get people vaccinated and um, to do everything that we can, because I really believe that if we can get people to get vaccinated, then we can, you know, have things move in in the right direction. Um, so, you know, that's the one message that I I talk about every time I have two people that I that I can have a conversation with. I'm like, have you been vaccinated? And if they say no. I'm like, please, these are the reasons why you should. And if they say they have been vaccinated, I talk to them about encouraging their friends and family to be vaccinated as well. I mean, you know, do it for yourself, do it for your family, do it for your community. And, you know, people are complaining about we may have to go back to wearing masks. We There's a simple way for us not to do that. Get vaccinated. Is that strategy working, though, talking to people like that? Because it seems like we're to the point where the people who are inclined to get the vaccine moved very quickly to get it. We saw huge vaccination rates in February and March, and now they've dropped off dramatically. And uh, I don't know. It just it seems like the persuadables have been persuaded. And what's left are people who are just they're just not going to listen to science or reason or to your uh, entreaties to protect their family or their community. What strategy works to get those folks who have not gotten the shot yet to go ahead and do it? You know, I think that there is a small segment of the community that is, um, you know, just not even vaccination hesitant. They're just never going to get vaccinated. 
And there's really nothing we can do about those people. Unfortunately, when they are, uh, you know, in the hospital hooked up to a ventilator or they see some of their family or or close friends suffering uh, from um, COVID, they start saying, well, maybe I should. Then it's a a bit too late. But, um, you know, we are working hard to try to get to those that we think that we can still, um, you know, have some some leverage with. Um, we're working on a number of different strategies and, and putting together some, some partnerships, you know, working with, um, you know, on the ground uh, organizations that people feel a connectivity to. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's working. It's not working in the numbers that we wanted to, but, you know, we can't give up. We're going to just continue to press it, continue to push it. State Senator Doris Turner is here with us this afternoon. Senator, keep fighting the good fight on that. But in the meantime, a few other things we wanted to ask you about, uh, including the status of energy legislation. Some of the groups that have been involved in the behind-the-scenes negotiation this week said, essentially, we're at an impasse here. We can't come to an agreement to work out the concerns of labor and environmentalists, et cetera. Uh, and so it, it leaves us wondering, is there going to be an energy deal at this point? And would it be maybe better for Springfield if there weren't, since uh, no energy deal means no early shutdown of Dalman 4? You know, um, I think that everyone knows how I how I feel about this. I've been very adamant and very vocal about wanting to protect um, Springfield and protect CWLP. And I don't believe that that is in conflict with what uh, others are talking about and others want to do. I think that we all want to get to the point where we are moving towards, uh, you know, more utilizing more renewable energy, but we just have to be very careful about the pace at which we get there. Um, I, I do know that, you know, unfortunately, negotiations are moving very slowly. Uh, I think that people are continuing to talk because there's a lot of there's a lot of stakes. Um, you know, um, there's there's jobs that are at stake. There are entire communities, you know, are are at stake. So we want to we want to encourage everyone to to continue talking. But you know, we do have to also continue to put all of our issues on the table and make sure that they're heard, that they are heard loudly and uh, loudly and clearly. But when you've got these competing interests uh, and uh, on your side of the aisle, there's going to be a lot of support for the environmental lobby, going to be a lot of support for organized labor. And when they all seem to be at odds with each other, how how do you possibly work that out and come up with a deal that everybody can live with? You know, I think that um, I think that at times we get very, very close and um, I'm not you know, I don't want to try to negotiate this you know, publicly, but I will say that at times we are very, very close and I still believe that we're going to get there. There was, um, there was a lot of hope that we would get there, uh, sometime this month. Uh, I'm not so sure that that's going to happen, but I, I do believe that we will get there, um, you know, within the next month or so, and we'll have something that we can come back to Springfield and, um, 
discuss and vote on. State Senator Doris Turner here with us. Uh, City of Springfield uh, made moves last month to spend $75,000 to hire a state house lobbyist, but they've all got your direct line, Senator Turner. Do they need a a lobbyist to get things done at the state house? Uh, Can't they just call you up? Are you talking regularly to the mayor and to your former aldermanic colleagues about issues of concern to the city? You know, uh, of course I am, Jim. You know, I tell people all the time that Springfield is not just the place that I represent in the General Assembly. It's my home. Um, I've lived here, you know, my my entire life, and I will always have the best interests of Springfield foremost in in my heart and in my mind. And I'm in regular conversation with, um, you know, not only the mayor and alders, but, you know, other elected officials and other, um, you know, just community uh, groups about what, they the issues and problems and concerns that they have. But I will tell you that I think that hiring a lobbyist is a great idea. I had always said that, and, and the mayor and I have had these conversations that we really needed someone that had, that was going to be looking out for Springfield. And, um, you know, there's a lot of, there was a lot of conversation around the fact, well, we, you know, we deal with the Illinois Municipal League and, you know, those kinds of things. And, the Illinois Municipal League is, you know, looking out for and lobbying on behalf of municipalities. But you need someone that is laser focused on Springfield and the issues that Springfield is facing. Um, there's a lot of moving pieces. And oftentimes things will come to me when it's too late to really do anything about it. You know, I, I had several people come to me about issues that they would like to see in the budget three days before we were voting on the budget. And of course that's too late. And I really believe that if we had someone in that capacity, a lot of the issues that, you know, that I'm now trying to champion with regard to the energy legislation maybe could have been, um, you know, honed in on much, much sooner. So I think that it's, I think that it's a great move. Um, and I, I applaud, uh, Alders, uh, Christian DeCenso for bringing it forward. Senator, uh, you recently uh, announced that uh, a couple of area organizations, one in Springfield, one in Decatur, will be getting a portion of anti-violence grant money. I believe this is money that comes from some of the proceeds of uh, recreational marijuana sales here in Illinois. Where is that money going, and, and how do you know if it's actually doing – I mean, these are hundreds of thousands of dollars. How do you assess whether it's doing any good? You know, I, I think that – these are these are organizations that went through a very rigorous uh, process, and uh, I think that they're organizations that we all know and have seen the great work that they have been doing. And uh, I championed them and was very and and worked on on their behalf very uh, vigorously. Uh, I think that if we are going to address violence, and we all talk about. Um, you know, the, the problems that we're having and especially the problems that we have that we're having with regard to violence and 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 our youth. We have it has to be a partnership with, between law enforcement, um, the community and uh, government. And I think that these this funding is part of that process. Um, and along those lines, I also want to say that I had another two million dollars that um, is earmarked for uh, programs um, in uh, Springfield and Decatur that, uh, you know, we will see rolled out soon. And these are, and this money is going to those uh, 
organizations that have been doing the work, that have those relationships with the youth in our community and are able to, um, you know, hit the ground running and have direct contact and I believe will have a direct influence on what we're seeing in our community. So I was uh, really happy about the, the two uh, grant funded programs that we were able to announce a few weeks ago, but I'm even more excited about the additional $2 million that I was able to secure for a violence reduction program in, in our district. Will you know, we- I, um, I came into the General Assembly late in, um, you know, February, and there was a lot of things that were, all, you know, that was already moving, but I'm extremely proud of the way that I was able to come in and, and in such a short time, um, you know, really, I believe, bring back some significant resources for the district. We'll be watching for more details on uh, those upcoming grants and uh, how they will hopefully uh, make a positive difference here in our communities. Finally, Senator, before we let you go, do I understand correctly, you're, you're now featured on a mural here in town? <laughs> yeah, can you believe that? <laughs> uh, it was really something so... Um, they called me and said, do you mind if we put your picture on the wall? And I'm, I'm like, of course not. So I was expecting to go into uh, Clay's Popeye, Popeye's Barbecue and see like an 8 by 10 picture hanging on the wall inside the restaurant. So when I drove up to pick up uh, my husband's lunch, I'm like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I can't believe this. Yeah, so it, it is it's quite an honor. Um, to be featured along with the other individuals that are there. It's, it's an honor and and even more of an honor given the um, the significant individuals that are are on the mural with me. And this is at uh, Clay's Popeye's Barbecue on, uh, on South Grand, right? Yes. Yes, it is. Right. It is. Well, people should go by and uh, and check that out. In the meantime, can I get the number of your agency, if I can get a deal like that someplace too? Because... Uh, <laughs> I, I, I like your PR uh, operation. They're doing great work there. Senator Doris hey, Turner. We're, we're trying. We're trying. We're trying. <laughs> Always appreciate your time. We will talk again soon. Thanks. Okay. Thanks. Have a good day.